Get your pen and paper ready. It's time for another edition of The The Flex. The absolute best fantasy football podcast in existence. I'll say this, not to say that I disagree, but... I disagree. Oh my God. Presented by Broadway Sports. All right. Flexers ready? I mean, tis the season. We have to... It's turkey day tomorrow so why not celebrate turkey behind us i think i think you're a little confused on what turkey they're talking about there, sir. <laughs> all right that has to be in the start of the show so with that welcome into the flex brought to you by broadway sports media partner with 440 sports you can find this show and lots more at broadwaysportsmedia.com welcome back zach congratulations man uh married life is tre- looks like it's treating you well Got a nice little background there picture. Uh, she's cooking some breakfast. I'm kidding, but congratulations, man! Glad to have you back. It feels good. I like uh, like I said before the show got started. I bought an Xbox uh, Series X yesterday, so I'll be divorced in about three weeks. So it's good. It's good three weeks. Hey, you made it last as long as you could, right? Yeah. <laughs> Don't get sucked into that Xbox too much. But speaking of things sucking today, guys, I got a little bit of a story before we get started. Uh, I oh, oh this is this is a kid show. Yeah, this is a kid show. show. We'll, we'll keep it PG. As you can see, I'm in a little different surrounding because we're currently moving offices and rooms in my house, so we've been painting. So super bummed about that because I hate painting. But today we saw that a part of my house had fallen off. So instead of paying someone to come out there and charge me way too much money, it's a little piece of the siding that, that keeps an end cap. It was oh. about about seven foot long of a, a strip of, of tin had fallen, had been blown off. So instead of calling someone to charge me way too much money to come out and fix it, I decided that I'm going to climb my big ass up on the roof and fix it myself. So I hope you fell through the roof. I hope I this is not. where this all going. I did not because <laughs> I would not be here on the show if that had happened. But I, so I get up there, I hammer it back in. Everything's good. I had a couple more nails and then it stays. Everything looks fine. It's just a little dented now. While I'm up there though, I see that my gutters are trash. So my dumb self and it's been raining here today decides that i'm going to get my power washer out and i'm going to clear my gutters of the leaves so i do that and while i'm up there my right foot decides it's going to go on a little adventure down the roof without my left foot so here i am slipping thinking well this is the end boys like that like the whole life flashes before my eyes i'm falling down i i'm able to get the pressure washer into the roof to stabilize my right foot somehow catches on a wet t- uh, piece of shingle, and I stopped sliding. No, no, it was a Christmas miracle. It's a Thanksgiving Day miracle. Uh, there's no reason why I should not have come tumbling off my roof for a 40 foot drop. Wow. wow. So that is that is something. I mean, what all did you see <laughs> like flash before your eyes? My kids in the show. Aww. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> thank you. So with that, I am thankful to be alive. And one thing I want to talk about, as you can see from Green Laws, as he stated, his his turkey day background, his turkey background, is I'm very thankful. And then, yeah, I don't care. He's got the better turkey there. Thank you. <laughs> I'm very thankful. So I want to talk about what we're thankful for uh, in this fantasy season, just what's going on in our lives, just whatever we want to talk about. Zach, since you're the newly married man, we're going to give you first dibs and let you go first. Well, I'm thankful for this new cloak or long hair that Justin has going on in the the back. What's going on right here? You have is it a are you a Jedi, a Sith Lord? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like I'm wearing I look headphones. like Wayne from Wayne's World. I don't usually wear headphones. But I'm wearing headphones. I'm on the road, so I'm using my. I'm actually not. It's using holiday it. time. We're all traveling. I'm actually Party using on Wayne. this mic, but 
I'm hearing myself through the these headphones. So this is gotcha. doing something. But and then I'm wearing kind of like a a little bit of a wintry. I really hat. didn't care. We went way too deep into yeah. this. I just wanted to make fun of you and move on. But I am thankful <laughs> for inside linebackers. And here is why. Uh, they are disgusting. the bread and butter of a defense. And they stopped last week many running backs across the league that I needed stopped to gain some extra footing in fantasy football standings. That works. Were they first-round linebackers? That's all I care about. I'm sure there were some sprinkled in. They're probably some high draft picks. Yeah, those were probably the worst ones. Yeah. That is bad. So, Greenlaw, go ahead and stick with that and give us what you're thankful for. Uh, I'm very thankful for... I guess on a more personal note, I'm just thankful for 2020. It gave me my kid. Uh, so hard not to be thankful for, yeah. you know, your firstborn. Oh, I like that. All right. Thank you. And Thank I'm you. thankful for the country of oh. Turkey. You've giving yes. us this wonderful holiday. Yes. Straight to Turkey. That's, that's exactly how it worked. That's, that's. Diatola of Gabagola. <laughs> JG, what, what are you thankful for? Well, I'm thankful that I have not been listening to myself in my Broadway best bets because my last three weeks have been the worst weeks ever. The worst. Absolutely atrocious. So we're going to use this show to turn things around, baby. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to get a little too sappy then. I'm very thankful, like I said, to be alive, first of all, for today. But I'm also I'm very thankful for this fantastic group of guys and, and gals that have formed Broadway Sports Media, give me a chance to talk about football and give me a chance to do something that I loved. I walked away from the sport to start a family, and I never thought I could get back into it in any capacity whatsoever. So this has been very great for me to be able to still maintain my status with my family and be able to talk about something that I love dearly as well, my family and <laughs> and football so thankful to you guys but i'm also thankful that i was on the justin herbert train way before any of you ever were and he's going to be rookie of the year offensively true well wait I want to change my answer. chase wait, chase claypool is on the way and i'm thankful for all the rookies that proved me right this this year i, I was right about a lot of rookies i want to change my answer to you guys too i want to do what ryan did and thankful be thankful for you guys. <laughs> oh. Nice. I'm not going to change my answer. I can't change it for my son, but I'd like to add you guys to it. <laughs> <laughs> so very thankful. Lots, lots of thankful thoughts going around. It is Thanksgiving week. Hopefully everyone out there is enjoying their Turkey day uh, today. Hopefully you're going to get some good food. Gosh, I wish we could have also done a segment of what's your favorite, favorite foods and thing, but enough of that. So let's get straight into our sit starts, try to make this a little shorter of a show so everyone can get back to their families. I know that there's millions of viewers away from their families right now. So let's get into our sit starts. And I believe I don't have it because I don't have it pulled up. I believe, Justin, you're first with your sit start. Pick real, real quick. Do we want to make this show longer? There's some people like Eric Ebron who don't want to spend time with their families yeah. this Thanksgiving. <laughs> and so we could make a longer show to get them away from that. We'll uh, have I'm a director's saying. cut just for the Steelers yeah. players who are who don't want to go home to Perfect. their families. Yeah. I like it. So. I'm happy to start. My name's not on the top of the list, but I'm yeah, sitting a quarterback this week that we all watched lose a game last week because it was against the Titans. I've sat Lamar once before and it worked out really well this week. I, it might've been the same matchup. He's playing the Steelers again this week. I'm pretty sure it was the Steelers last time because the Steelers throughout Lamar's career have completely shut him down. It's been, I guess, three games now, but I am going to pick against Lamar again, benching Lamar, tough defense, tough matchup, not a whole lot else to say. 
I he's like mids. it. He's so he's just a, he's a healthy RG three. Let's be honest here. He has no accuracy. He's missing receivers, and he. I mean, it's just bad. This is, and I'm tired of people blaming Greg Roman. This is the same Greg Roman that everybody was praising just a few short months ago, talking about how he should be a head coach. And I'm very surprised he's not a head coach. And he really builds an offense around his players. And now all of a sudden, the offense that he builds around his players is not good enough for Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson can't work within the system. Uh, Lamar Jackson's the problem. Yep. And granted, they should get some better pass catchers, but Devin Duvernay is no slouch. Hollywood Brown is, I know he had dropped passes, but before that, he just wasn't, he was getting missed like crazy. So he's probably not used to catching a ball and seeing a perfectly thrown ball. Give me a break about blaming everybody but Lamar because, oh, he's, he's the unanimous MVP. He's a baby boy and blah, 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 blah. The guy doesn't even want to learn. He doesn't even want to learn from his own peers. He doesn't obviously want to learn from his head coach or his offensive coordinator because he's already throwing him under the bus because he's not audibling. Why is he not audibling? It's just crazy. I, I'm very, I'm so out on Lamar, and I was so proven wrong last year, but now I'm proven right again this year at all. It just eventually happens. I'm always right. It's hard not to agree with you, though. Superhorns posting cutouts on Twitter of – wide receivers running wide open down the field and he's not seeing anybody. He hasn't developed. We've talked about it before. He hasn't developed as a passer enough to be a consistent quarterback. And, you know, he's said it, the, the game plan to stop them is out and every team can follow it. The Titans don't have a great defense. They followed it and they shut them down. Yeah. Well, the Titans uh, engineered that, that playlist for them to get yeah. stops. So. <laughs> and, and the Steelers. And the Chargers the deserve Chargers, some credit. I was about to say, don't forget the Chargers in the playoffs his rookie season. Yep. They went like full on, like, what, do you, what do they call it? Yeah, yeah. Six, six safeties. safeties backs, yeah. Desmond King had a sack in that game. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with the pick. So, so I because I did skip him, let's go back to Greenlaw here. Who is your who is your start at quarterback? Well, it's, it's Derek Carr. He's been red hot. Uh, he just had a week where he was quarterback six, and now he gets to face the Falcons, who made Taysom Hill a quarterback one. Uh, Falcons, Fal- we've talked about the Seahawks being a get-right team. The Falcons have been that, and they haven't shown any sign of getting better. They are the ultimate get-right team. Uh, when it comes to allowing points to fantasy quarterbacks, they're giving up almost 26 points per game in fantasy Carr's been amazing lately, so I'm I'm just picking him to keep keep it up. I agree. Derek Carr was going to be my pick, and I just got in a little too a little too late to put him in. But that was who my pick was going to be for this week as well. When you see the Falcons on the schedule, that's the quarterback, right? I mean, I I should have said Taysom Hill last week. We were a little early on this show. I said Jameis Winston, who ended up getting benched for Tamus Hill, but Taysom Hill. But like you said, Greenlaw, he was. A you just say Tamus Hill? I don't know. <laughs> Tamus. That would be a better quarterback. Tamus Hill would be a better quarterback. Oh my! I will God. say this: there's you're in the part of the season where you just don't second guess, and if people are out there on your waiver wire, Derek Carr could be out there on your waiver wire today and if he's out there go pick him up when you look at these teams atlanta seattle jacksonville new york even the buffalo bills they're all averaging over 20 points a game to quarterbacks those are the top five you should be looking you're in fantasy playoff mode or getting close to it 
And you should be looking at those teams and just finding the quarterback that's playing them that week and putting them in because they're going to get a lot of points. Great. Unless they're Lamar Jackson or Tom Brady. Or they're playing the Rams on the road. Don't ever don't play one single quarterback if you're playing the if they're playing the Rams on the road. They're ridiculous. Are the Rams the best defense in the NFL right now? I think on the road sure. at home they're not that great. That's what's crazy. Yeah, the Saints have been really good the really last three yeah. weeks. The last, Saints Saints last three good. weeks, yeah. They they yeah they had to turn a corner though because they weren't great the first right five or whatever six. No, but I remember the show. On uh, I can't remember who it was, but we we said that the Saints were going to be good at one point in the season once they got through some of their matchups. They had some tough offenses in their own division, but they had a chance to be good considering what they had. And I think that I'm going to chalk that up as a win for this group. Whoever right. said it, Every, congratulations. Everyone knew Hendrickson was going to be the NFL sack leader too. I think we yeah. called oh, yeah. that on this show. Too. We did. Oh, for sure. Go back and listen to it if you can find it. I think it's episode zero. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> a shoot. Ah, I never released it. Ah. Sorry, guys. All right, so you were going to pick uh, Derek Carr, Zach. Who did you actually go with for your start? Well, I picked the guy across the field from him, and that's Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons, Matt Ryan. I know a lot of people are out on Matt Ryan, and as soon as everybody's out on Matt Ryan, that's when he has one of the best fantasy football games going. And the Las Vegas Raiders are the uh, giving up the ninth most points fantasy quarterback, so they're in the top ten. And, and really, to be honest, when you look at who they faced, they faced up and down people all across the board as far as they faced some good quarterbacks, some bad quarterbacks. But we know Matt Ryan is, is a good quarterback. We know that Drew Locke is not. But it all comes down to the weapons. Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage, and then, it, I mean... You got it all. And I will have to say that I like this matchup and I am kind of thinking of putting some money on the Falcons straight up to win because I kind of think they're going to sneak one in here against the Las Vegas Raiders. Ooh, that's spicy. I like the pick though. Matt Ryan took eight sacks last week. I rewatched this game and I, just cause I wanted to know what the heck happened. How did Taysom Hill get a win? How did the Falcons offense be so bad? And Really, they couldn't run the ball. And Matt Ryan took eight sacks. And by like the fifth sack, we've seen this happen in Tennessee because Titans used to have a quarterback that would take eight sacks in a game. By the eighth one. Name names. Kidding. (laughs) Marcus Mariota would uh, start to like collapse and, and, you know, drop your eyes before you really the presence in there. And I think this, yeah, the Sam Darnold seeing ghosts. I think that's what happened to Matt Ryan. And, you know, we saw this out of Mariota too. And Matt Ryan's a much better quarterback than Mariota probably will ever be. And uh, they bounce back. They bounce back strong yeah. after that. You know, they, it's a one game thing usually. Yeah, Matt Ryan always just and like owners like hate messing with Matt Ryan. I, and ever since 2016, everybody's trying to chase the ghost of the 2016 Matt Ryan. And he's been good. He usually ends up a top 12 quarterback. But you're not getting that up. You're not getting the consistency. Bounce back week. Just throwing it out there, guaranteed. So do you think, think the ghosts he saw were himself from 2016? Probably. I did think it was funny in the chat at some point in time, someone had asked, is, is Julio Jones even playing today? Like, no, but Matt Ryan You might can not. ask that a lot. He <laughs> did go fact, out with a hamstring injury. That's why he was a little bit. Yeah. He came back, though. He did. Fun fact about Julio Jones. In 16, now 17 career games versus the New Orleans Saints, he's only had three touchdowns. Alan Hearns, who has played two games versus the New Orleans Saints, has had two touchdowns. Just saying wow. that 
I have said this many years ago because Julio Jones is such a frustrating fantasy player to own. He's basically just Alan Hearns with the volume. Well, the thing about Julio Jones is those three touchdowns he has against the Saints, those are the only touchdowns he's scored in his entire career, which is yeah, that's just what wild. <laughs> so Julio Jones slander tonight. Good grief. I'm sure we're not thankful for that. Holy cow. He won me some games in my past, not this yeah, year. Yeah, and A.J. Brown says he's, you know, him and Calvin Ridley are the two top receivers in the league. So it's – Well, Calvin Ridley's pretty dang good. Well, yeah, top, two. Brown's, I mean, top two. Who are we to disagree? Yeah. Oh, oh, Arthur Juan Kenobi or whatever. Anyway, so my Which spin, is horrible, by the way. I'm so out on this. We are on game. a great pace tonight, boys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Zach, shut up. Anyway, uh, <laughs> my set, I changed it uh, about three-fourths of the day because I didn't feel good about who I had in there slotted because I just feel – I have the gut feeling that, that it's what I thought was going to happen isn't going to happen. Tannehill, who was going to pick, I think he's going to have a much better game against the Colts this time. He started clicking in the second half versus the Ravens. I just didn't feel good about the pick anymore, and, and, and I couldn't even play my whole, well, if I'm wrong, he plays good. Well, I just don't, I don't like it. I think Tannehill's going to be uh, very good. So I switched it to Tom Brady, who doesn't have a great matchup versus the Chiefs. I know that you think the Chiefs' defense of old, they – not very good, but they've actually been pretty good about against quarterbacks this year. Plus, this is kind of this isn't a primetime matchup for time, but it is a primetime matchup as far as opponent. Kansas City Chiefs offense is going to put pressure. Tom Brady's cracked a little bit under pressure this year, getting on up there in age. A little bit. Mistakes. Yeah, just a little bit. Wait, so, what do you think of the theory that Tom Brady only doesn't play well at night because it's past his bedtime? Well, that's that would feed it. I love time. this theory and I'm all in on it. <laughs> I'll like send it. you some tweets because I haven't yeah. seen it everywhere actually. He, he hasn't had his pudding cup and, and yeah, it's just too late for him. So, but and the Super Bowl <laughs> traditionally starts really early. This is a real, like 5 15. This is a real quote. Sure, he came out and time. said he likes to go to bed by 9 p.m. and wake up at 6 a.m. And if you're playing an East Coast primetime game, it doesn't even kick off till 9 p.m. Right. Well, his body just doesn't function. Well, that's not the case this week. It's Chiefs. It's a 325 kickoff. So we'll see how that goes. But it is a primetime matchup as far as opponent. Like I said, I think it's going to be another sloppy game from Tom Brady. So that's my sip for this week. Well, I mean, he just sucks. Let's just be honest. Let's call it what it is. Tom Brady is one of the worst quarterbacks to watch currently. Because everything has to go right for him to actually be good. A lot like another quarterback that we talked about in Marcus. And he's he's missing. He hasn't made a deep ball shot in three weeks at 15 or attempts. 19, 0 for 19. Why is he even attempting it? His arm can't. He just shouldn't do it anymore. And you shouldn't have to do it with Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, all them. And he is just throwing a horrible sloppy ball. And the only person he can hit right now is Antonio Brown. He's because, even missing him deep. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's bad. It is bad. bad down in Tampa Bay. The Everybody who said that the Buccaneers may not make the playoffs or won't make the playoffs, it's trending in that direction. Yeah, we'll it would be tough for them to miss it given their record. But they look like they might be a first-round exit team. And did you guys know that the Titans could have had Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, and Antonio Brown? It's no, just I've, some wow. food for thought here. Amazing oh stuff. Yeah. Instead of seven and three, you're telling me right now we could have had them three. And instead of seven and three, we, we could, could be have. three and seven. We could have. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what the fuck you you're imagine? doing. <laughs> no, thank you. I think that's what we're saying there. But to talk about my running back start this week to come off. I, I'm going with gut feelings this week. My gut feeling was to our boy. This is a show fan. Damian Harris. We've been on him yeah, for Damian Harris yeah. is our boy. 
This is Damien Harris show. Sorry, I didn't catch the boy. Yeah. I thought maybe Will Compton walked into your background or something. Oh, I had yeah. no clue what was going on. So, no, Damien Harris is my pick this week. So I just have this gut feeling that he's going to have a great game. I know that, that Sonny Michelle may be working his way back in the lineup off injury. I get that, but I think he may be limited even if he is going to go. I think the goal line carries are Damien Harris. He's going also going to get the bulk of the carries as well. Plus, Rex Burkhead, who was uh, a, a chief competitor in that backfield, is hurt and out. So I know the Patriots, it's, it, it's kind of a dicey feeling with the white being there, Michelle coming back. It's it, – it, it's it's tough, but I just have this gut feeling that Damian Harris is going to do well. I, I'm with you. I think it's all about Damian Harris in this offense. I talked about it in articles. We talked about it on the podcast. I've been pounding the table for him. And yes, I did trade away Damian Harris for Josh Jacobs, which is fine. It actually works has worked out in my favor. Surprisingly enough, the rare trade that works out in my favor, it feels like. But... The downside is I don't get to keep Damian Harris for a 16th round pick next year. This is the guy the Patriots like. This is the guy you need to have for the future. If your trade deadline has been pushed back for whatever reason, try to trade for him. This is the guy to own. And it, to I me think- right now, the Patriots backfield is clear. It's Damian Harris and James White, Sony yep. Michelle, throw him in the trash. I, 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 um, most, I think this is ESPN standard trade deadline is tomorrow, Friday. So if you're in ESPN tomorrow, leadership. oh yes, you're right. Right. Oh, see if I can't. Work and I do, with somebody confused confused on And days. Harris had a goal, a red zone carries against the Texans, which he hasn't had a lot of this year. And that was after uh, yeah. Rex Burkhead tore his ACL, which sad for Rex Burkhead, but that means more opportunity. He's going to get the goal line work and he's going to get the bulk of the carries. I, I like him a lot in, in that offense, especially running through Cam Newton and what the way he's playing is right now as well. They need that running back to, for that to be any kind of successful to have some of those reads and, because Cam Newton in the same running quarterback he used to be. So, Damian Harris is much needed there. So, Zach, sticking with you, who is your sit at running back this week? I'm sitting James Conner. And, and it's, it's, it's a, a little bit of a stretch. But I think the Ravens are going to try and zone in on James Conner. And, and they have a pretty good run defense. But the last time they met, he kind of, you know, had a good game. But here's the thing about James Conner. Um, he's hit a wall over the past three games. Over that span, Connor has rushed for like 147 scoreless yards across 35 carries. So we're talking 46 yards versus Dallas, 88 yards versus Cincinnati, and 70 yards versus Jacksonville. I mean, that is crazy, and his receiving yardage is very low, negative 2, 12, and 10. And Ben... the goal line carry right that's my next thing was benny snell's getting the goal line carries and it's going to continue to struggle in week 12 because he goes against the, uh, the run defense which is the fourth best uh run defense in terms of dvoa while allowing the 12th fewest fantasy points per game to running back position connor did find the end zone against him back in week eight but this is benny snell's time now and he only managed 47 rushing yards back then He's a low, low-end RB2 for his Thanksgiving game. Well, it was Thanksgiving game when I wrote this, uh, for his game against the Ravens. Yeah. And yeah, Whenever they're going to play. And I also think that, you know, I had something and I totally lost it. So, you know what? Well, I got something for you. Please. The, 
I love this pick because the Steelers are passing the ball like no other team right now. Since oh. week seven, they this is the attempts for Ben Roethlisberger since week seven. 49 attempts, 32 attempts, 42 attempts, 46 attempts, 46 attempts. That's a lot of passing. And James Conner is not getting involved in the passing game as much because they have so many weapons to throw to at wide receiver or crybaby Eric Ebron. All of them are getting a lot of targets. Uh, so I, there's no need to for them to rush the ball with James Conner. I, I love this pick for the rest of the season too. Over the last five games, neutral game script. So when the win probability is between 20 and 80%, Pittsburgh is number two in pass percentage behind Cincinnati, who is probably going to drop now that Joe Burrow's out. 69.9% pass. They are throwing the ball a ton. And James Conner is no Derrick Henry. The Titan, Derrick Henry had like 40-something rushing yards through three quarters last week and then broke through for the end. Zach's name in the talking about the defensive rushing stats. And you're like, Oh, but Derrick Henry just ran for 133 yards. Yeah. Derrick Henry's a monster and required a overtime for him to get those kinds of numbers. So we're all in on sitting James Conner. And before we get too far, you mentioned cry, cry baby Ebron there. And Zach, I got to commend you. You had a really good tweet, uh, I guess at this point yesterday about asking what this, so I guess it's not family time. He's craving if he's complaining yeah. about getting a holiday off with his family. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously he just, uh, he it's whatever, he doesn't even care about his family. He just wants to complain and bitch because he's a big fucking bitch. And Amen. Greenlaw, you had a good tweet. Banger alert. Yeah. Greenlaw, you had, a, you had a good one too. I don't want to get that. That shouldn't be swept under the rug. Oh, well, well, thank you. It just, it wasn't as quite as good as Zach's, but I just said, you know, birthday parties, the perfect amount of family time. Thanksgiving, way too much family time. Yeah. Oh yeah, I like that one too. <laughs> All right, uh, Graver, it looks like you're going back to the well here with your running back start this week. It's like we've had him on every week. This, this. Yeah, last week I was benching him. This week I'm starting him. It, it is a roller coaster. If you're a Todd Gurley <laughs> owner, you probably know what I'm talking about. This guy is maybe the most touchdown defend, dependent player in all of football. But last week, I mentioned this at the top when we were talking about Jameis and whatever. Matt, I don't know what we we're talking about, but um, Matt Ryan, I think. Todd Gurley gets to go against Las Vegas this week, which is a hugely different matchup than the New Orleans Saints, who are really good. The, the Raiders are not doing well on the ground. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who we were leaving for dead, had a huge week last week against this defense. They're giving up 29th most points to fantasy running backs. They allowed three rushing touchdowns to running backs last week. Give me Todd Gurley to get a stupid little touchdown against the Raiders. Hey, man, the tractor beam is back on. Hey. It's going to pull him right in. <laughs> exactly. We gotta, I'm still working on that. I've been distracted. We're gonna, we'll get a tractor beam T-shirt up not before too long. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait and I cannot wait to hear who Greenlaw is sitting at running back this week uh, well we all hate him so it's, it shouldn't be a surprise but it's Melvin Gordon we've been out on Denver running backs from the beginning one he well you loved him Ryan yeah you well loved Melvin Gordon prove it well JG you're gonna have to help me out there with a little <laughs> bit of audio uh <laughs> Melvin Gordon is facing the Saints and like we said earlier, the Saints defense has been amazing the past four weeks. Over the last four weeks, Saints have been the second best defense in terms of points per game against running backs. They're only allowing 12.3 points per game. And then you couple that with Denver's offense is not putting up points. So they're in these holes late in games. The game script goes to they have to pass it over and over and over again towards the end of the game. So he gets the running backs get phased out of out of the play calling. So I don't see a lot of success here for Melvin Gordon. 
I guess more success for the pass catchers, I guess, Jerry Judy, because he's had some been on some crazy run of near double digit targets recently, but I'm, you should be way out on Melvin Gordon. He ran all over Miami, but remember Miami's run defense is like their biggest weakness on that entire team. So your goal, you look at the new Orleans saints, they're the, they're the best team against fantasy running backs all season long, not just the ones that, um, the last few weeks they're all season long they're allowing 12.5 points per game the worst fantasy uh run defense is actually the detroit lions who allow 29.1 that is uh, almost a 17 point difference between the two teams on a points per game basis and let me say this side note lay down a duke johnson anytime touchdown score bet i just thought saw that and i'm gonna be betting that Hmm, I like that. that I wish Duke article. Johnson was a good, you know, fantasy player because he would be a guy you would plug into some lineups. But I like he may just, be good. This I like week. just betting it. Yeah, yeah, I like betting it. I like betting a whole lot more than, than trusting him for a full game. But maybe mm-hmm. this will be his game. You know, this will be end up with four touchdowns <laughs> or something because I'm not gonna say they're gonna have a massive like 100 yard game, but he's got three three yard rushing touchdowns and then and then a receiving touchdown. Then that's a four touchdown game. You know, it could happen. Probably not. It could. Hey, you can bet on him to score three touchdowns. His odds are probably like plus ten thousand or something. Oh, I'll take those. I'll take those odds. See, see if it happens. I I'll got, look it up while we talk. Yeah, let me know those. Anytime odds. Anytime you get yeah. plus ten thousand on anything, you have to put down a certain amount of money. At like least ten dollars. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah ten dollars. Whatever you want. <laughs> we'll see. All right, Green. I'll stick with it. who is your starter receiver. My start from the game we were just talking about, Brandon Cooks. Lions are the 11th worst team in wide and against uh, wide receivers in football. So horrible against running backs, pretty bad against wide receivers. Uh, the Texans have kind of abandoned running the ball because they are down to just Duke Johnson. Deshaun Watson is playing really, really good football right now. Uh, and then the guy they got to replace DeAndre Hopkins, Randall Cobb, he's out. So it's just Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks and then Kiki Kuti. I don't know if that's exactly how you pronounce his name, but that's the third guy on the list. So you're the really only two viable options on this offense besides Watson are Fuller and Cooks. So I'm, I'm all in on Cooks. I think they pass the ball a lot, and I, I think they uh, scored quite a few points. Nice. Nice. I like it. I'm all in on Houston's offense this week. Well, well, I have two more picks coming up. Well, one more pick from that game. Yeah, Just that should be picks. you should be stacking. And if you are on a Thanksgiving DFS slate, you should be. You stacking should probably also be that. looking at my sleeper pick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come down. <laughs> <laughs> we have plenty of time. The show is young. Yeah, <laughs> get your head out of, out of the the pick sheet here. Can you give us who your sit is at receiver? My sit at receiver is. Zach's pick for rookie of the year, maybe. <laughs> I said, that... I'm just saying that he could be rookie of the year. Listen, He's got 10 I hate to break it to touchdowns. you. Receivers don't win rookie of the year. They just don't. AJ Brown had potentially, I mean, it doesn't get much better than the season AJ Brown had last year. And he was third to Josh Jacobs and Kyler Murray. That's just how it works. Herbert, unless it Herbert happened. gets hurt and Clyde Edwards Alaire gets hurt, there's no chance. Anyway, uh, if you guys watch Fantasy Overtime on Sunday mornings, I was like, this is a big Chase Claypool game. We actually had a great game. We had a great morning on Sunday morning. We mentioned that the Broncos were going to upset the Dolphins, that the Cowboys were going to upset the Lions. Ryan was huge with his Curtis Samuel play. And I said, this is a Chase Claypool game. And it was. But this week is not a Chase Claypool game. I'm just 
not feeling the speedster. And the main reason is I don't think that that's the game the Steelers want to play against the Ravens, the taking deep shots and like force feeding Chase Claypool to make sure he gets his touches. Like this is going to be a take what the defense gives you kind of game, methodical, control the ball and beat the Ravens just like they did the first time around. But they're not going, in my opinion, to need Chase Claypool's contributions as much. I think this is more of a Juju Deontay kind of game. It's not a James Conner game either. It's just a, it's just a Juju Deontay kind of game. I like I like a good Deontay game, being yeah. that I'm a Deontay Johnson owner. So I like that. I like to hear it. I like it too, especially since Claypool's not even the best rookie wide receiver this year. Oh well, yeah, Justin tell. Jefferson. Thank you. Yeah, you're, and, and you're did, welcome. I know that's your son. It is. He was born <laughs> this year. The same. Yep, the same year as uh, the other son. And just Twins. a slight correction there, JG. We we picked the Cowboys over the Vikings. That's what I meant to say. You said the Lions, and then because we also had a little bit of discussion about the Panthers and the oh, Lions. Screw the Lions! I hate the Lions. Sorry, I was thinking about the these <laughs> games too much. Might be. All right, Zach, save us here. Who's your starting receiver? The wide receiver twelve from last week, and he's number one in your hearts. The Nelson Aguilar. And let me tell you <laughs> something: if you go with the if you go with the quarterback that is the best against uh, you, you start every quarterback against uh, Atlanta. You got to start their wide receivers and he is their clear number one. It is wild to say that Nelson Aguilar. It has, it is wild to say Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. 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 The (laughs) former Eagle led his, he leads his new club in targets and has logged the most snaps of any Las Vegas wide receiver through 10 games, despite not cracking the starting lineup until week three. He's had been kind of up and down, up and down for the last five weeks, but he's been getting a lot of touchdowns. He's getting some yards here. He's getting targets, like I already said, which leads to receptions, a few drops here and there, but he's going up against the Falcons 31st ranked pass defense. They're giving up the third most fantasy points to wide receivers. Roll them out there. Nice. This has been one of the nicer stories from this year. It's been uh, old Nelson from Carr. I think Nelson has as many touch or has more touchdowns in what ten games this year as he did his entire career with the Eagles from Carson Wentz, which is pretty bonkers. Yeah, Carson oh, Wentz. That's what happens when you go from a running back at quarterback to an actual quarterback. Uh, Carson Wentz isn't even a running back. You're flattering. Yeah, I mean, Doug that. Peterson may just be. They Adam have a running Gase. back they could put in. They do. Named they Jaylen should Hurts. put in the other. They should put in. I the mean, they can't be back. much worse with Jalen Hurts, right? They can't. They would not be worse. They wouldn't be worse. No, I had the Eagles to cover three and a half points in this game. Hold on, and let's save like... some of the Eagles slander for later. I'm going to talk about them again later. Okay. So I let's... hate them. I want them to be <laughs> just slapped in the face. All right, so I'll go ahead and my my sit at receiver this week is going to be Tyler Boyd. And normally I've been burned by this before, but that's with Joey Burrow in there. And unfortunately, I hate that this happened to him because I really was enjoying watching Joe Burrow develop this year, watching him not have a whole lot of those four-point games that Justin Graver guaranteed at least 10 of this year. Well, he's so, going to have at least six less than. Right. Well, Brandon Allen is not that bad. I went and looked at his three starts with the Broncos. It wasn't that bad. Okay. Okay. Are you on the roster prior to this week, Brandon Allen, or is he learning the system? I think he was practice squad guy. Okay. Okay. Because I was, I, I had, I Ryan had looked Finley. it up and I thought Ryan. Finley no, it's was not Ryan be the guy. Finley. It's Brandon, Brandon Allen. Brandon Allen. That happened today. today. 
Okay. Uh, well, yesterday. Either way, this isn't Joe Burrow, yes. and you're having a quarterback having to learn a new system. So it's just I don't love that situation. So this isn't necessarily about the matchup. It's strictly about what's going on there right now. A lot of uncertainty, and you usually fade quarterbacks, receivers in these kind of games. They usually rely on the running backs, and I don't think it's a Giovanni Bernard game either because I think that they're going to load up against the run. I just don't like this matchup for the Bengals whatsoever. So I'm staying away from all their skill position players. Tyler Boyd was the one that was in the top 12, so that's the one that I'm choosing to sit. Yep, I like it. This sucks for Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. Mm-hmm. Really, I mean, and there are teams that had them as locked-in starters week to week, and that that absolutely sucks. The drop-off from Joe Burrow to Brandon Allen is going to be massive. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and for example, I'm not saying it's going to be the same kind of ratio, but yeah, I think he had 11 – Boyd had 11 catches last week or something like that, but only one of those catches – was after Burrow got hurt. Only one for 14 yards. That's all he did when Burrow exited the game. So I just don't have a whole lot of confidence in what that offense is going to look like, at least for the short term, until they figure some things out. Because I think there's going to be a lot of growing pains now because you're, you're used to a quarterback that was playing at a high level, and now you're going to have to a lot of a lot of guessing game, to be honest with you, because you, you're bringing a guy in off the streets. I had a lot of Finley notes here, but I'm going to abandon those because it's not going to be him. But you still and- have and how confident are we that the Bengals even want to win any more games now? Like, what good does that do them? Are we confident they can win any more games? No. I'm not. I, there's a difference, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So, sticking with uh, tight end, my start at tight end, we had a little disagreement before the show. Thankfully, Justin allowed me to keep my pick, even though I'm blind, apparently, and I can't see that he had the same gentleman down. I so, did it tonight, so here we go. Yeah, so it, it happens. Sometimes we get busy in our days. It's, it's you know, it is what it is. So my start at tight end this week is Evan Ingram, and I had him as a start a couple weeks ago as well because he was coming off of two back-to-back 10-target games, and he was he was starting to really peak in that offense. And I think he had, had a little bit of a stinker. He only had two catches, three or four points. But they're coming off of a bye, and they get their matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles. And – or sorry, no, I'm my bad. The Bengals and the Bengals are horrible at tight ends, guarding tight ends. I can't ever say that word, but the Bengals are horrible against the tight ends. So I really like this matchup for Evan Ingram and this hapless Bengals team and what they're going to be doing. And plus, I really think the Giants are going to, their game plan is going to be simple against this. They're going to go to the run game. They're going to hit their tight end. I don't think they're going to take a whole lot of deep shots. They're going to work the field. I really think this is a big game for anybody that's a running back for the Giants or the tight end position for the Giants. Nice. I like it. I'm nice. very neutral. Nice little tease there, Ryan. I see what you're doing. <laughs> Thank you, sir. All right, Zach, you're not. Uh, you're kind of iffy on it. So, who's your sit at tight end then? Uh, well, I went with Mark Andrews last week. No, wait, wait. who went with Mark? Andrews? Another great call from the fantasy overtime. We were like, definitely oh. run Mark Andrews out there. So I am sitting Mark Andrews and. I, I will say this, that when he played against the Steelers, he got like 30-something yards and he fumbled. It wasn't good. The Steelers are really good against tight end. They are actually the best team against the tight end, only allowing 4.4 points per game to tight ends. Evan Ingram, or what, Mark Andrews, do not start him. I just think that he's going to have another tough time versus this Pittsburgh Steelers uh, defense. It's like how you're starting Nelson Aguilar because you're starting Derek Carr, benching Lamar Jackson, so you're benching whatever the... No, none of us are. None of us are. I'm home. I'm in my parents' house. (laughs) Sorry, that was a comment to the... You guys all need to see behind the curtain. What's the point of a private chat if you could bring everything out? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway... (laughs) 
yeah, sit the tight end because you're sitting his quarterback. Boom, done. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Let's bring this back on the rails. Graver, who's your start at tight end? So, as Ryan mentioned, we kind of had the, the same guy, so I had to go uh, last-minute swap here. But the pro- the thing is, like, when you're picking a non-top-12 tight end that you are think is going to be a top-12 tight end for the week, it's like a total crapshoot anyway, so I um, don't mind changing. And I already have some stats repaired on Jordan Akins. Who? That's right, Jordan Akins, the Texans tight end. Now, the Lions have actually been really good against tight ends this year, but in bad matchups against tight ends, like against good tight ends, like Hayden Hurst had six catches for 63 yards, I think, something like that. Other tight, uh, the Colts tight ends, two of them scored touchdowns against the Lions. Like Jimmy Graham scored a touchdown against the, the Lions. So the Lions, while they haven't been like a great matchup for fantasy tight ends, they have been beatable by tight ends. And the Texans are going to be without Randall Cobb, who went to IR yesterday, and Kenny Stills in this match. Both those guys left last week's game. And last week, Jordan Aikens, Ran 24 routes, which doesn't sound like a lot, but he led all tight ends. He had more routes than Darren Fells, who actually ran the fewest amount of tight end routes. He caught five of six targets for 83 yards. He's the guy that the Texans are going to work over the middle of the field with Randall Cobb and Kenny Stills out. So I'm rolling Jordan Aikens out there. He's probably going to be my DFS, my Thursday single day slate DFS tight end today. And I'm taking his over 31.5 receiving yards as a gambling pick. And I'm rolling Jordan Nakins as my tight end start in the flex. Got two for on that one. So it sounds like a good tight end matchup, but maybe a controversial diet. So we'll see how that works out. Yeah. Anybody? All right. Yeah, it was good. All right, Graver, who's your sit at tight end? Zach. I mean, uh, uh, Robert, you bottom right, Greenlaw. <laughs> Me, bottom right is not helpful at all because we all have different uh, setups here. Uh, my sit is Green Noah Fan. <laughs> yeah. My sit here is Noah Fan. Uh, one, because he stinks, but also because his targets have been up and down uh, all the last couple weeks against the Falcons. He had three targets against the Raiders. He had seven. Then against the Dolphins, he had five in a game that they were in. I, I don't quite understand the usage. Uh, and the Saints are only giving up five points per game to tight ends. Uh, Drew Locke stinks also. So that's just another little thing to throw out there. If I had gotten the start, I would have said Will Disley. I love Will Disley with Greg Olson out. Just a little food for thought here. Last year, uh, when Will Disley was playing full-time before he got injured, I, don't, I think he tore his ACL, uh, he had 22 points, 18, 18, and 12. Those would obviously be tight end one numbers this year. I know that DK Metcalf is more of a part of their offense than he was last year, but I love Will Disley as a guy. Maybe you don't start him this week, but I'd pick him up and put him on your bench in case he gets hot for the playoffs. Yeah, he, he got hot down the stretch last year, like you're saying. He won me some games late in the year, too. So, I, he was a big pickup for me last year. And that's going to just – don't mind me. I'll be my phone for a few seconds while you go through who your uh, your start of defense is. Well, I just want to let you know he didn't win you any games last year because his knee was broken. He he was playing at some point, though. At the beginning of the year, yeah. He was Okay, great. so he won me games I think he tore his something in week six. Achilles, maybe? So he won me some games early then. So excuse me. I just know he won me some games and I was like, Hey, he's, he's awesome. And then, yeah, probably yeah. that. So. I had him too. He was, he was great. So pick him up if you, if you can, I know Ryan's doing that right now. Yeah. Don't mind me. 
Uh, go, go with your, my, your start defense. Yeah, my start at uh, defense is the Seattle Seahawks. This would typically be a no-no, but they're playing the Eagles. They're playing Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz and the Eagles are the fourth worst team offense when they're playing uh defenses in fantasy football they're giving up nine points per game to opposing defenses which is quite a bit uh Wentz is a turnover machine he's got the second most turnovers only behind the Broncos as a team so that's with Drew Locke and with uh Brett Ripien uh they have they have the most sacks in the league which is crazy because Joe Burrow took I think 36 sacks so far this year and the Eagles have Four more than that. They have 40 sacks so far during this year. So adding Carlos Dunlap, getting uh, Jamal Adams back for the Seahawks, those are their two best pass rushers now. I think that this is a horrible game again for the Eagles. I'm I'm fading the Eagles and everybody on their offense until proven wrong at this point. Was that a thumbs up because you got him? Ryan? Thumbs up because I agree with fading the Eagles everything. Yeah, no, it's a trap. And I did get this. I it hate is, the it Eagles. Is a trap. Look, look, Zach, you can say all, that all you want. The Browns' passing defense has been putrid this season, and the Eagles had opportunity after opportunity to go down and cover the damn three-point spread, and they couldn't because why? Carson Wentz is freaking terrible. Carson Wentz is going to set up the Seahawks' offense in great position. That doesn't help your defense, but they're going to be able to run away with this game. So just. If it's a trap, great, but they haven't shown that it could be a trap. They haven't even shown the ability for it to be a trap game against anybody. They've been so, horrible. Do the Giants win the East then? Maybe. I think the Cowboys are going to come back and win. I the Cowboys looked really good on Sunday. Of course they are with everything really they've been through. But either way, those two teams we've talked about have suffered huge losses during their season to Barkley and then Prescott for the Cowboys. And you would have wrote them in any other division, they'd be they'd be written off. But because the East is so bad, they still have a chance. It's it's yeah. mind-boggling to me. Yeah. How many wins does the winner of that division end up having? Like five? Five or five six. Or six. Six, probably. <laughs> they have to play each other again. So I mean, gross. Washington plays Dallas this week, this today, and uh I mean, they're all going to have to play. They're going to beat each other again. So, like, I they're not going to get five more wins. I don't remember what year it was, but there was a West. Uh, it was the Cardinals. and the it, it was the Bay. NFC West. The Seahawks went seven, seven and nine. Seven yeah, and that, that was the earthquake game. Yeah. I think it was seven, seven and one. one. Yeah. Seven, seven and eight one, one. That was yeah, Beastquake against the Saints in Seattle. Seattle. Because it was right. Because the they were the division winners. So even though they were only seven, I, eight, I think right in that season, because at that point the Rams were still in St. Louis, so everyone around here was going crazy about the potential division-winning Rams. At I think seven and nine, there was basically a playoff game before that game. The winner got got to host the Saints. What a ridiculous premise! And the same thing's going to happen this year. Maybe not a playoff yep. game to get in, but they're going to. Well, host I'm about somebody. to look at the Week 17. Uh, schedule because they usually put a huge division match that week let me see cowboys play the that. giants cowboys play the giants <laughs> <week> 17 <laughs> that'll be for, for the all division. the marbles danny jones <laughs> and his fumbling problems against andy dalton the red rifle wow oh gosh and he survived that hit he's he's back kidding yeah he was and it'll be on primetime for sure that game will be on primetime so and the winner's probably gonna somebody like the bucks in the first round and we just talked about the bucks being a potential first round exit not if they play the nfc east winner or maybe tom brady is just maybe. 
<laughs> we'll see what happens. That's enough East, all that talk. Tom Brady, we've talked to him. Speaking of Tom Brady, why don't you go us and give you get your sit a defense this week? Well, they he doesn't play defense, but Tampa Bay Buccaneers are my sit on defense because they play Kansas City. And if you start them, you deserve to lose. Simple to the point. All right, simple to the point. Zach, keep us going on simple and to the point. Probably not. The Green Bay Packers play the <laughs> Chicago Bears, and the Chicago Bears are giving up the ninth most fantasy points to opposing defenses. And Mitch Trubisky is probably playing, and he is one in four. He has just four touchdowns in five games versus the Green Bay Packers and three interceptions in five games. The last one he had was one touchdown and two interceptions. He has had two games with the last two games he played, eight sacks, and not only that, he was under 65 passer rating for each. He is not very good. The Packers defense has gotten better. The Chicago Bears stink, and this will be a good week to play Green Bay, who ranks very low in your defensive rankings uh, through the first 11 weeks. I don't think Green Bay has gotten better defensively, but I agree on this matchup. And well, even I'm more talking so, about were... from last year to this year. Oh, okay. There has been a little bit of rumblings that it could be Tyler Bray this week for the Bears, which would be even better. Really bad for the Bears. It really doesn't matter if it's Nick Foles either, because Nick Foles sucks too. It's just a really good matchup right. against a Bears team that I know they're trying to play for something because they're five and five, but they can't. They can't play because no. they suck. Look, Titans fans who were afraid when the Titans were six and three that they would end up as a six and five loser or some whatever. The Bears are the team you thought. That's that's who that's happening to. So they definitely are. They've taken a downward trend. It all started with the Titans, baby. So going on to my sit at defense, it's the Philadelphia Eagles. They're playing the Seahawks. Finn. Nice. I like it. Now I can say the thing I was going to say about Carson Wentz turning it over and setting up the Seahawks offense for easy points because that'll hurt your defense now. And don't rule out, you know, a defensive touchdown for the Seahawks either because Wentz is handing those out like nothing. Yeah, I think it happens. I'm going to bet on it. And not like Reese's Pieces. Hey, hey, nice. (laughs) (laughs) So I know Zach just got done talking about the Chicago Bears and how it's not a great situation. I actually think that it is a good situation for my flex pick this week. And I'm starting David Montgomery in my flex because I think it is. Green Bay, I'm, I'm counting on the Chicago Bears coaching staff to realize that the Packers are terrible against the rush. Well, that's they're going foolhardy errand, my friend. The, the, the I know, Bears I know, staff should know. not be employed anymore. Yes, you should not I, trust them with anything. You would yeah. think they would see a defense that just gave up 90 yards rushing to Jonathan Taylor, would say, hey, maybe our guy who's pretty dynamic for our offense at times. David Montgomery's the one running back that is worse than Jonathan yeah, Taylor. I wouldn't use dynamic. <laughs> I would not use the word okay, so dynamic. So he'll get 89. Whoa, he'll get 89. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's dynamic in this the, offense. You guys remember the screenshot from when he was at Iowa State. <laughs> the feet of Saquon Barkley. He's a the Frankenstein of elite running backs. You cannot downplay <laughs> David Montgomery. Okay, if I'll you can it. find that screenshot, it'd be I'll super helpful because I'd love to put it up on there. <laughs> So actually, and again, I'm going with gut feelings. I just have this feeling that Dave Montgomery and the Bears, given this quarterback situation, given everything that's going on, they're going to hand the ball off. He's going to get a lot of opportunities. He's cleared his concussion protocol. He hadn't had, he wasn't terrible here recently. I think it's a good matchup. I just have a feeling he's going to have a decent game. I think this is a good matchup, but I don't like the pick because like you said, you're counting on the Bears to be 
smart about this and they're not this is they'll, a team in the offseason they had they rostered 10 tight ends who does that well Bill laser is calling plays now so maybe he'll be more and it was it was just as bad it was just as bad well here's the thing i, I you know all the nfl coaches watch our show so I'm, I'm i'm pleading with you bears staff come on see what you've got in front of you give them the well, ball. they don't listen that's why they're bad they're the only one that doesn't listen they're the ones that don't listen <laughs> they watch they just they don't listen Ah, uh, okay. I, I got you. I got you. All right. Zach, who is your sit in the flex? I always know when to sit Cooper Cup. And this is a week to sit Cooper Cup because he's going up against San Francisco 49ers. Here is are his receiving yards and stats through the four games he's played with against San Francisco, including last year, because he missed one game in 2017. Two for two for 17 yards, zero touchdowns. Four for six. 17 yards, zero touchdowns, four for four, 31 yards, one touchdown. And earlier this year, he went three for nine, 11 yards, zero touchdowns in four games. Cooper cup, who is a very good wide receiver versus the San Francisco defense has only gotten 76 yards in four games, one touchdown and his yards per reception are 5.85 and his yards per target are 3.62. It's he's not very good against San Francisco 49ers. I love Cooper Cup, but you're right. How can you argue with those numbers? You can't. In fact, we shouldn't. So, uh, Justin, I'm going to get this right. Some boy, I'm going to get you two right. Justin Graver, please give us your start in the flex. And this is well, really, this guy. This is based on the matchup. And potential game flow. Now, because I think the Texans are going to slaughter the Lions after what the Lions did to me in my wallet last week, I know that they are going to turn around and destroy the Texans. But I have to just go with what my eyes are telling me, which is that the Lions suck and the Texans are getting better because the Texans were never that bad. They had a horrible start to the season. And anyway, whatever. Texans don't like to run the ball a lot, but I do think this is the this is the matchup if you're going to run the ball. Duke Johnson is my start in the flex. He only has to be a top 60 player for this to be right. So I'm taking a chance on the matchup and the anytime touchdown bet. By the way, I looked this up. I never got back to you, but to score three or more touchdowns, Duke Johnson is only 22 to one. So that means that means he could score three touchdowns pretty easily, actually. I'm calling it out. He's going to score three touchdowns. Boom. I'm betting on it. Putting some money down. $5 to win 110 You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I'll expect my cutoff of that for sure. <laughs> so Deal. Greenlaw, if there's nothing else to say about that, then who is your sit? That is, This is not based on anything but the matchup. Oh, sure. That's why there's nothing else to say. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, perfect. <laughs> uh, my sit is Alan Lazard, the Lizard King against the Bears. Bears are the second best team in fantasy against wide receivers. Uh, I expect a lot of the, I do expect a lot of the focus for the Bears defense to be on Devontae Adams. So maybe he is freed up a little bit, but last game Lazard only had four, four targets in this game. So there's a lot of inconsistency with the Packers passing offense, except for when it comes to Adams. And so I'm sitting him this week. All right. Not a bad pick. Perfect pick. Thank you. Nobody can argue with it. Perfect pick. So go ahead and let's launch into your sleeper pick for this week. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, sleepy Antonio Brown. Uh, I, I think that the 
<laughs> the Bucks get absolutely crushed in this game against the the Chiefs. I this does not seem like a good game at all for Tom Brady. However, that means there's going to be some garbage time, and Antonio Brown can run underneath, and that's the one place where. Tom Brady can throw the ball. So I expect Godwin to be pretty good. I expect Antonio Brown to be pretty good. And especially as a sleeper play, Antonio Brown seems like a shoe. And I was surprised he was even eligible for this. It breaks my heart that you've given up on Scotty Miller so quickly. I haven't given up on him, but it, hey, Bruce Arians has. Bruce gave up on him way. Actually, I would argue it was Tom because didn't Tom push for Antonio? And you know, when you watch Antonio Brown out there, doesn't he run around? He looks like a running back running around. He looks like smaller yeah. than I remember him. That's why Tom I watch him and I think this is a worse version of Scotty Miller. Why is yeah, Scotty? Well, that's why, but that's why Tom loves throwing to him because he thinks he's a running back. Yeah, fair enough. It's true. And he can't throw to Leonard Fournette. He'll drop it. Oh my God. Scotty's had some drops here recently too that, that could have been for some scores. I, I, I don't know Not where that I've seen. Not Scotty so. doesn't know. Yeah, some blinders on for Scotty Miller <laughs> slander. <laughs> awesome. All right, Justin Graver, who is your sleeper? My sleeper was asleep for most of the year and he had a tragic, he did have a tragic, his, what happened? His brother passed away. Is that right? He had a tragedy in the family and he missed some games and we feel for a guy like that happens too. But James White is back. We we talked about it at the top of the show. Damian Harris and James White are the two backs to own. Now the, the Cardinals are not a very enticing matchup for running backs. They're giving up the 14th fewest points to opposing running backs this year, but Last week, James White retook his role as the pass catcher out of the backfield, had six catches for 64 yards last week, in addition to five carries for 19. And we talked about this in the preseason because I was kind of big on James White, and I think Zach and I made a bet that James White would outscore some scrub that is definitely outscoring James White because James White has barely played. Anyway, the point is Cam Newton made Christian McCaffrey uh, the NFL's leading running back receiver last year. Cam Newton knows how to throw to his running backs. James White came through last week. He's going to wake up this week. He's a sleeper right now, but on Sunday, eyes open. We'll see who's right there between Harris and White because that's the only – I was kind of – They're both right. They're think, both yeah, right. I think they're both right. We'll see what because happens. You, were, you said that James White will finish his overall RB30 or higher, and I said Rojo would be a top 20 back plus higher scoring than James White. Right. We made a bet that they both had to be – yeah, that's what I said. Plus, yeah. and currently they are both. Yeah, like currently you're winning both. <laughs> Doesn't matter. He's he's winning it all the way around. <laughs> uh, just a slight correction there. It was his father who passed away in a car accident. Uh, that's right. That's right. That was driving. So not, not that's tragic. He had to deal with there, obviously. So, um, but to get things back on track, Zach. Sorry if you had to follow that up. But who is your sleeper this week? Going back to the well, it did not work out for me well last week. So, but this week it will because it's a Marvin. Jones versus the Houston Texans. No Kenny Galladay has already been ruled out. And the Texans have allowed five 100-yard receiving games this season. They give up the 10th, or actually the 8th most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers this season. And I know last week was a down week, and they should have been passing more, but Carolina is actually not that bad. But Houston sucks. Marvin Jones will at least get you a touchdown and probably 50 to 60 yards. Boom. So I should I add he's a, Marvin? He's a Jones. Lions pass catcher. What's not to like about him? Exactly. Uh, Matthew Stafford's thumb. Oh. Yeah, that's, I, I even worried about it. 
That's I'm the not, only thing is I'm, I'm, not, I'm staying away You defeated away from COVID. It. Why are you worried about a little Look, thumb? I'm not actually. And and if you go to broadwaysportsmedia.com, you can check out my NFL Thanksgiving Day Gambling Guide, where I have written about Matthew Stafford and why you should take his over on his 23 and a half completions number. And the main reason is because I really do think over the course of the game, he kind of like figured out how to play with this. He was wearing this splint on his wrist and he was horrible in the first half. The Lions couldn't even move the ball. They had uh, one drive last longer than five plays in the first half. In the second half, four of their five drives lasted longer than five plays. So I think you can count on Stafford kind of having figured out how to throw with his stupid ligament brace and the Texans defense is horrible. We'll see if that thumb holds up. And what's going to hold up here is, is my sleeper pick. Because I have been on this guy for a week as far as thinking that he was going to have a good game, at least while he's the only, I think, healthy running back in the Giants' backfield. And I teased it earlier that I think this would be a big week for Giants' tight ends, Giants' running backs. I think that Wayne Gallman's a good pickup here. And I know I have him all the way down my sleeper, so ooh, big, big risk. But really, sleeper to me is someone who has potential to, to big bust, to bust out a little bit. I think that's going to happen. I think he's going to get his chances early in this game. Look, he scored at least one touchdown in each of his last four games for him, coming off two touchdowns in this last outing for the Giants. So he is getting scoring opportunities probably, again, because he's the only one back there to really take any handoffs. But I also think the Giants are going to be up late in this game, and they're going to run be running running out the clock at some point in time and having a lot of handoffs to Wayne Gallman and letting him work. I know it's not a sexy name. I know that it's not. It's you know, probably the, one of the least sexy names in agreed. all of sports. Probably. Wayne Gallman. Gross. But he is a running back that I can confirm and he is a healthy one in the Giants organization right now, which means that he will be playing this game. And but their like best running back plays quarterback. Ah, fine. But an equally what? unsexy name had eight carries for 44 yards in their last game. 34 yards, excuse me. And he has played for every NFC East team except for one. His name, Alfred Morris. He's just got to go to the Eagles, and he'll have the quadruple, yeah. the four worst possible teams. Alfred is better than Wayne, though. It's a way better name. Wayne? Yeah. At least Wayne, there is like a little bit of a Batman vibe Bruce between, Wayne? Though, between Wayne and Alfred. Alfred, wow. Wow. If I was a Giants fan, the Wayne Alfred backfield, we would be memeing the shit out of that. Yep. Oh, heck yeah. The backfield would be called the Bat Cave. Fuck yeah. The oh. Batfield. Let's be Giants fans at least for Sunday so we can. No, never. Guys, on. <laughs> I placed a, a silly little parlay bet two weeks ago on the Dolphins and the Giants to win their divisions, and the Dolphins lost last week. So that sucks. Okay. So, might have been in the parlay, so we'll see what happens there. Hey, but the Dolphins were hot. We talked about it, but yeah. they were the hot pick, and they just came up short for you this last weekend, unfortunately. But you, you kind of called it, so I think you should have known better. Uh, well, I placed the parlay bet before the Dolphins beat the one before that. The No, it wasn't the Rams. Chargers. Chargers. Chargers, yeah. 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 Well, you also you bet the better. Chargers to come back, right? I bet the Chargers and You're the Seahawks. You're big into betting the Chargers my, to come That was back. my Chargers yeah. Seahawks day. But I bet on the Jets this weekend to cover a 10-point spread, and they did. Yeah, against, against the, the Chargers, Chargers I guess you always have to. Yeah. And I said yeah. they were going to win by double digits. So foolish me saying that the Chargers would ever lost. win by double charged. digits. They, they almost, almost charged. Yeah, you said that on your pod. It was funny. I laughed. 
Oh my God. Yeah. That, that's hilarious. So but guys, that's going to do it for our sit starts this week. We've got through it. We're, we, we've talked about what we're thankful for. I'm thankful the show went off without a hitch. No problems whatsoever. We didn't laugh. We didn't make any mistakes. Justin didn't forget his point while he was starting to talk. Nothing like that happened. So we had a great show. In closing, remember to be sure and check out all the other podcasts and articles that Broadway Sports has to offer at broadwaysportsmedia.com. Partner with 440 Sports. We talk about it every week. Make your switch over to the Heimendinger Foundation. Make sure you catch hey, – are y'all going to go this week or are you taking a week off of the fantasy overtime at 1030 on Saturday? Sunday. I plan on going. I plan okay. on being there. So check out Zach and JG. Back, Zach's back on fantasy overtime. 10.30 Central, and y'all will both be in Central Time Zone to have yeah. this show. A little treat for everybody there as well. It'll be a treat for Justin because he can sleep in. <laughs> That's going to be big. Back. Follow Broadway Sports on Twitter at BroadwayTN and the show at Flex on Broadway. Make sure you're checking out our Facebook and Instagram accounts. Subscribe and rate five stars. Till next time, see you, Flexers. Enjoy your holidays. Like, we just like want to say that we're hat. thankful for our millions of listeners and everybody who actually DM'd me. I had thousands of DMs that I had to go through and answer today because I've been ignoring it. Wonder if we were having this Thanksgiving show. So we are thankful for your interest in the show. Yes. Thank, Thank you for, you for listening. Everyone. Or watching. Thank you. Oh, Thank if you're watching. listening, I'm not thankful. I'm only thankful oh. for those who are watching. <laughs> See ya. A Broadway Sports Media Production.